it was a bell curve kind mm -hmm. of, of the level of teenage anxiety, depression, suicide, pre-smartphone, mm -hmm. and then post-smartphone. And from the moment the smartphone was invented and became more common, it is high into the right. the theme of today of our topic it does that's it's fair. kind of that's fair it does match the theme of our topic today. right there all the sounds yes well hey everybody welcome back to another episode of our on purpose parents podcast kurt johnson with grace yoon hi everybody producer chris hey, in the gang. corner there he is we're gonna jump right into it today let's do it um as some of you have been listening for a while know that we will every now and then usually after a longer series or a shorter series, but usually after a series, we will do some Q and A. Mm -hmm. And then after that, which was our last episode, we mm -hmm. did a Q and A, but there seems to always be one question that requires more than just a, a like a drive by answer, right? Has yeah. a little bit more teeth to it. Um, so we thought today would be the day that we would dive into a deeper question mm -hmm. and we'll just, each of us will share two or three thoughts. Yeah. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. We're not experts on any of this. Um, if you've been listening for any period of time, you know that <laughs> we're not experts. We're just fellow parents who are in the journey. Grace, obviously earlier in the journey mm -hmm. with, uh, wait, wait 11 a and eight year old going into JHM, going into yes. our junior high ministry at our church yes, in this, the, this Sunday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Very by, exciting. by the time this particular episode airs, she would have uh, gone. She will have already been there. Yeah. Time travel. <laughs> wow, that is time travel. And Chris, do you want to? Are you reading the question? I don't even know what the question. I mean, I have. Yeah, I, I don't let know me. How the question's well, worded. Our our episode title is navigating your child's digital world. Mm. So uh, just that you guys would give some tips and some strategies to. So the it was based on a question a parent must have had about help my kids addicted to technology. Yeah. Or yep. That's exactly do. it. Yeah. yeah. Their, it's a big topic. Their phone is attached to the hip. By the way, before we jump into mm -hmm. it, it's not only our kids. Yeah. <laughs> My wife and I went, mm -hmm. we, we drove with two, another couple friends last weekend down to San Diego on a Sunday night, uh, Sunday night of Memorial Day. Weekend. Okay. And we were going to go to a birthday party and then stay there because the party was all the way down in San Diego. And we're about 40 minutes outside of town on our way to San Diego and I suddenly realized, oh gosh, I don't have my phone. <laughs> really? <laughs> and my buddy was willing to go all the way back. It would have been an 80 minute detour to go back 40 minutes and then 40 minutes back. Right. And my wife was like, oh, I think we should. And I said, I, we can't, we can't. Like I cannot be the guy that can't go 28 hours without his cell phone. <laughs> Can't, so what did you do? We just kept going. You did? And wow. Was, Good for you. I was a nervous wreck the whole time. The whole time. I was like, uh, uh, who? It was also oddly freeing. Mm. It was also oddly freeing to not For really like two minutes. For about two no. minutes. Yeah. You know, Tina and I, we just rewatched uh, Jumanji, the, oh, yeah. the newer yeah. one. Yep. And uh, there's, there's a character in there who doesn't have her phone. And it's the one she turns into Jack Black. And, but uh, <laughs> like, like during that, that, Part, she just kept saying, I, I need my phone. Where's my phone? And then they met some guy who got sucked into the game from the 90s. Oh and his character's like 
Does a phone mean something different in the future? <laughs> Why do you need That's your phone funny. tied at your hip? That's yeah. Funny. No, well, not long ago I was watching some documentary and they had a quote from somebody, a scientist, an inventor, it might have even been like a guy from NASA back in the 50s, I think it was. And he was predicting in the future our telephones will be able to go wherever we go and you'll be able to work remotely. He was saying this stuff. Like in a, in Which sounded crazy back then, right? In the 50s. Yeah. And sure enough, here we are ruled by technology, it seems yeah. like. And mostly has made our lives better. Yeah. And has a lot of wonderful like things. a long tail of consequence. Yes, exactly. So that's what we're going to talk about today is we're going to give just a few thoughts. Yeah. Grace, you're on the front end. Yeah. Do, do either of your girls have a cell phone yet? They do not. You're they six, don't. You're a sixth grade girl. I know. She's asking how, already. So how, when can I get yeah. one? How, like, how hard is she? How diligent is she asking? She's. It's becoming more consistent. Yeah. Is more that because her friends all have them? They don't. They don't all okay. have them yet. But as she starts to get involved in more activities, right, there is more things of getting connected where the students get connected via email or via chat mm -hmm. or via this. And so mm -hmm. just the very platform of being involved yep. is through technology. Yes. So if you're not, if you don't have technology, yep. she's like, well, what do I do? And yep. we're like, that's a good question. You know, what, you know what's been fascinating <laughs> to me too is the, the technology boom has really been mostly isolated to like computers and our cell phones and iPads. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the majority of the tension lies. But this is not apples to apples, but it's been interesting to see technology leak into another area. And in, and that is, in our area at least, okay. the world of e-bikes. Oh. And how, like, that's technology, right? Yeah, an, it an is. An electric bicycle yeah. is technology. And within the, within a, the spell of three years, maybe, four years, mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. that, it's almost like every single junior hire has an e-bike. Really? My wife oh, and I were wow. driving I didn't know that. Uh, from the beach their day and we were, there was this group of junior high kids coming zipping down their e-bikes, you know, their e-bikes. There was one poor little sucker pedaling away, <laughs> pedaling as hard as he could to keep up. And we're like, oh, buddy, sucks to be you. Yeah. I know. Like, your parents You're behind the you. curve there. But yeah. It's just another piece of technology and how quickly things can change. Things change and how quickly we all adapt to I have to have this convenience. Oh, yeah. I have to have this technology in my life. Or this level of connection. It's not yeah. just entertainment. I mean, right. technology is how we do our work. Right. It's how we function. Yep. It's how we're doing this podcast. You yep. know, it's it's, it's yep. all around us. And, um, and I think that's, we're not going to get into all the things. I mean, we talked about this last week as well. I mean, this could be. I mean, people write books about it. Yeah. People go to conferences about it. So there are not, whole we're organizations. Not, we're not going to talk about like Teslas versus... <laughs> Versus uh, con what's internal combustion engines? We're not. Yeah. Gonna, we're not going to go. We're not having that debate, Grace. We're not. We're uh, not. Wind, today. wind power versus yeah, nu versus nuclear power, <laughs> and, the, and why nuclear power got a bad rap I because know. it's actually super clean. We're not going to talk about. We'll do that, that next week. Okay. No, no. But um, we do want. You've been to... watching Rogan a lot recently, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah. Who? Oh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were uh, just talking about yeah, that. We, we 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 have been called the Joe Rogan of parent 
podcast. That's I have heard that as well. <laughs> which which means it's a little bit too long. Um, we're, we're a like, little winded. We're, we're a little long. We're a little. We're likable. I guess. Um, but that's about the. Oh, only. you guys are more than likable. Oh, you're totally lovable. And, and by the way, who doesn't love when you I guys? say oh when I say we've been called the Joe Rogan of parenting podcast, that was producer Chris. Yes. Like hoping, 10 minutes ago, right yeah. before we started you don't this episode. Need to say that part. Hoping to, to get a free up. lunch out of us or something. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, Grace, let's dive in. Let's do it. We've been joking around. We're yeah. really talking about cell phone technology, the 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 always connected mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. iPads, that that dilemma that right. so many parents, almost every parent of a preteen and teenager. Is navigating. Yes. What right. are what are some thoughts that we might share to help parents navigate that? Is right. really what we're going after today. Yeah. So one of the first things that I wanted to share was a, a mindset thing, and to treat and appreciate technology as a tool. I don't think we need to belabor the point at all that technology is all around us. It's something unavoidable, and sometimes I think because of how broad the topic is and how many pitfalls that we hear um, and just not even knowing how to think about it as parents. Like it's just too many decisions to make. Like it's easy to vilify Mm. technology as this evil because like you said, there's a long tail of consequences. But when we start thinking of it like a tool and thinking about how do we teach our kids how to handle other tools, it actually becomes easier to, and a little bit more manageable in approaching the topic. So one example um, is that I think many parents could just relate to because it's such a tangible day-to-day is helping your kids or allowing your kids to use more and more of kitchen tools. That's like a just an obvious, simple example. When you're sixth grader, you're probably not going to let them open the stove and, and you know, kind of handle hot uh, heavy pots or uh, platters. Um, you're probably not going to let them be on the stove as much, uh, the uh, the countertop stove. But um, as they're learning, you could say, okay, you could do the toaster. Here's how you use the toaster and have them start to gain independence. Maybe over time, it's, you know, you could load the dishwasher. These are all things that our kids are now doing. And then <laughs> if they want to, you know, put peanut butter jelly on their sandwich. Here's how you could use a butter knife. And then maybe over time, it's the sharper knife. But each of these things, as you're thinking of what is just the intuitive way that you would train your kids to have more responsibility over kitchen tools in the kitchen. When do they get the machete? Yeah. (laughs) When does that? Right, right. But part of it is you start small and you start with teaching and you start with guidance originally. You're not just like, oh, go ahead and just do the stove. I'm not going to show you how to do it. And the thing is, kids, at least um, the experience that I've had, is they they don't resent that. They appreciate that. You can say, oh, you know, we want you to be able to use this tool. The stove is awesome. The microwave is great. I don't want to live without the dishwasher. And, um, you know, the toaster or whatever other appliance we have is a wonderful thing. If you want to learn how to use it, okay, I need to teach you first. And then you need to be aware if you put your hand on the stove or you, you know, grab this, you know, in a certain way, you may get burned. And so here's some things I'll, I'll monitor you at first. And then over time, oh, it looks like you're handling this really well. Go for it. I don't need to be supervising anymore. So that's sort of an intuitive, natural way. And I think if we can apply that to how we talk to our kids about technology, 
we can frame the whole thing as it's a tool. It's a wonderful tool. It can be a tool used to our advantage. But with any tool, we have to respect it mm. to get the benefit of it. You have to learn how to use it. Yeah. And then you may need some guidance at first. And then right. over time, you get to be able to utilize more and more of it yeah. independently. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I, I love it. I, you know, I'm not sure what things fall in this exact category and what don't, but there's a whole lot of stuff that is innately neutral. And then we get to decide, is it bad or good, right? So fire, yeah. Yeah. I think fire is like innately neutral. Mm -hmm. It can be good and it can be devastating. Um, money is innately neutral. Right. Like yeah. it, 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 it's given power based on what we do with our mm -hmm. money for good or for evil. Um, popularity. Yeah. So teenagers who are popular or anybody who has popularity or fame is innately neutral yeah. until you decide what am I going to do with the fame? Right. What am I going to do with what's in my hand? So to speak, money, popularity tools. And I, and I think technology fits that category of it's innately neutral. Mm-hmm. And what we choose to do with it, how we choose to navigate it really does um, dictate the level of positive or negative influence that technology has on our life. Right. Now, I think, you know, we don't want to go down this road necessarily, but I think maybe that's not completely as true today as it was two years ago or a year ago with things like um, AI being at these ridiculously fast paced advancements and all of a sudden you know, Google or whatever the new AI is going to be, the AI equivalent of Google. Right. Um, when you type in facts that you're searching for, it, it's probably not neutral anymore. It's got biases mm -hmm, and, it, mm -hmm. you know, AI is going to reflect the biases and the worldview of whoever is programming that mm -hmm. particular AI. Um, so I don't know that AI is inherently neutral, right? And so more than ever, I think, and it's so fascinating how quickly technology technology advances. Oh, so fast! They used to say you blink. They, they used to say it was every seven years mm -hmm. that the technology, like the world's technology, would double every seven years. Right. And I don't know what it is now. I just know it's way, way, way quicker. That mm. things change so fast and everything advances so fast that, um, which which really brings importance. And parents listening, I apologize. I think this is an area. When I say I apologize, I, 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 I feel sorry for you mm. that this is an area of parenting that today's parents of teenagers have to pay more attention to than two years ago. Right, right. And five years ago. And those of you who grace you fall in this category, by the time you're by the time you're sixth grader is in ninth or tenth grade, this conversation is going to be radically different than it is today. Right. The conversation won't stay back in the day. Mm -hmm. It's like parents talking about things. There was more time in all of the struggles. Yeah. You know, my, <laughs> what my parents learned great raising kids, a whole lot of that transferred over to advice they could give me raising my kids. Nowadays, from generation to generation of parents, sometimes from oldest child to youngest child, if there's five years in between your, your, your kids, in that five years how you're navigating and helping your child figure out technology from eldest to next child is going to be completely different. Right. Exactly. See, this is where I'm saying the Joe Rogan of parenting podcasts right here. <laughs> I mean, it's without the cursing. It's so good. What you're saying is so true. Well, thank you. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, 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 I had, I had one thing on my notes. No. 
fire. Fire, <laughs> yeah. And then that, that sparked me off on everything else. Well, I was going to yeah. say that that leads really well into the second point that I wanted to share with parents today is that involve your kids in setting guidelines mm. and encourage critical thinking and self regulation. And part of that hits on exactly what you said, Kurt. If we are sitting here talking about iPad version, whatever, or this particular technology, it's going to get outdated so fast. But again, if we think of technology as a tool, meaning we are the ones managing the tool, the tool isn't owning us. We own the tool. We decide what to do with that tool and how it could benefit us. Um, And if you teach the kids self-critical thinking and self-regulation and you start to build those skills up, that is a trait that can be um, something that can carry over whatever changes in technology that come. You just, you just, that's gold, Grace. Mm -hmm. If we want to not get hung up in, how do we help our kids navigate every jot and tittle of technology? Right. Versus, no, we're we're teaching some bigger picture Mm -hmm. worldview, values, think some bigger principles that then apply to technology and they also apply to other social settings, right? That's right. We used to, we used to tell parents all the time when Instagram and um, tw- Twitter, they were never really into Twitter, but Facebook, teenagers were on Facebook until grownups. That's the other thing. Teenagers are on something. Yeah. And as soon as the adults start going, oh, that's pretty cool. They, <laughs> teenagers are like, uh, we're out. You know, like, if, if my dad likes it um, and Instagram's an example, right? Because they're still on Instagram, but they're all yeah. over TikTok. Versus, yeah. And as soon as people my age show up at TikTok, teenagers are gone. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That, that, that's our sign. That it's time to head on out. But anyway, um, we used to tell parents about social media is exactly what you just said. Teach your kids principles and how to live life. Because what social media is, is just like school is an arena in which they live. When they go to the movie theater on Friday night with their friends, yeah, which they don't do as much as they used to because, right. because of technology, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but we used to say it, that's another arena in mm-hmm. which they're living. When they're on the sports field with that, that's another arena. And you hope that you're teaching them how to behave properly yeah. in these, and social media is just now another arena in which they live. Yes. Right. So how do you behave? How right. do you respond? Right. Do you, how do you treat people? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to like, and it can actually be kind of uh, fun instead of this pressure as a parent. I think one of the challenges with technology is that it's so addicting. That's one of the downsides traps is it's just very easy to get caught up and sucked in and you lose track of time and, and it changes our brain wiring too. It's like, we need it. We need to we feel yeah. like we have to get it's an ad- it's addictive a, you need the, you need quality, the right? Yeah. But if our job as parents is to always trying to regulate that for our kids from us and saying, no, no, you can't do that. And they always come to you for permission. Can I watch some TV now? No. Can I be on the iPad now? No. Can I blah, 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 whatever it is, fill in the blank. Um, while you might be able to control the environment for now, yep. ultimately, you want your kids to be able to think through and ask the questions right. for themselves. Right. What decision do I want to do? So it yeah. could be something like on Saturday morning, if your kids say, oh, like very early, can I watch some TV? Now you're thinking in your head, well, what do we have to do today? Do I have to do this? And usually parents are thinking through this in their own heads and then they give a verdict to the child. 
yes or no. But another thing a parent who's listening might try is, okay, let me share with you what our plan is later this afternoon. And here are some things that I'm worried about. Like, you know, if, if you start watching TV now, TV can sometimes change the mood after kids watch TV. They're a little more grumpy. But as I've, I've had this conversation with my kids where I'll just kind of verbalize the elements and then I'll say, well, what do you guys think? Here's what's going on in my head. What do you guys think about it? Are you worried about the same thing? Do you think? And actually they will come up with real, if you give them the opportunity, they will come up with really great self-regulating um, parameters. Right. How about we do this first and then we'll watch for 30 yep. minutes and maybe your kids won't do that right away. And that's okay. The whole point is you're yep. encouraging them to start thinking for themselves right. Right. and maybe you still need to be more proactive and involved yep. early, but it's that journey to get them right. to be able to make good decisions when you're not there. And it's such a dance grace. Cause yeah. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. The only time I go, Oh gosh, is the phone, the iPad. Mm -hmm. It is such a powerful tool to use your analogy that we've put in their hands. Right. And, um, I can't, I can't source this grace. You would have sourced. This. Okay. <laughs> but what's, not, what's not long ago I saw this stat. It was like a, it was a bell curve kind mm -hmm. of, of, the level of teenage anxiety, depression, suicide, pre-smartphone, mm -hmm. and then post-smartphone. And from the moment the smartphone was invented and became more common, it is high into the right. Mm. There's no, there's not, not a year that I can remember that it, that it dip down. There's yeah. no, there's no dipping down. It's just and so yes to everything you're saying. And what I would encourage parents is I think it's a both and mm -hmm. because as you're doing that, you got to remember we're putting a really, and it's like putting a, it's like when my son started driving the first day he, I didn't, I didn't really mean to scare him, but I kind of wanted to scare him. Yeah. Was I said he was going to go off on his own. I said, Cole, you are driving a deadly weapon, right? Like you, you, you could kill somebody if you're not paying attention to how you use this car. Mm -hmm. You, you can get killed if you're not paying. Like this is a in your hands. Yeah. Sixteen year old Cole mm -hmm. is a really powerful, potentially deadly tool. Yes. Um, and so as we're helping our kids navigate, I do think parents that we have to be smart, and it has to do with their age and maybe the level of trust. That's right. That they do or don't have, but there are tools and tips and tricks. Um, and I'm just going to share two kind of no brainers. Um, but one is the parental controls in, in any smartphone on any iPad, there are parental controls yeah. that you can go in as a parent and set and put a passcode and you can put the parameters. Can the super, super duper savvy kid figure out a way around that? Maybe, maybe but you'll, you'll kind of know if they do. Right. Um, but sometimes parents are afraid. I just want to trust my kid. I, I'm going to yeah. trust them until they prove that I can't. And by the way, that's not a bad parenting strategy. I'm just saying is this, is technology the exception to that rule to maybe you go, no, the consequences are high enough that we're going to operate from the get go. It's not that I don't trust my kid. I don't trust what everybody's pushing to my child. I don't, I don't trust the, the companies that advertise. I don't trust mm -hmm, mm -hmm. other people on social media. So I'm going to control this through these settings. And then there's also a whole bunch of apps 
that parents can load yeah. on, a, on a device. There's apps that parents can load on their device that track the information, track text messages, track all the stuff. Well, that just seems so invasive. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're gonna, you might give your daughter a cell phone when she's in sixth yeah. grade. I think you might want to pay a little bit of attention to, you know, what's happening on that device. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's okay. If, if that resonates with you as a parent, um, a, a, a buddy of, a buddy of mine, a, a guy that used to go to our church years ago, he actually invented an app. It's called Bark. Just mm-hmm. B-A-R-K, like a dog barking. In fact, I think the logo is a little dog oh, barking. Okay. Yeah. But Bark has become one of the more popular and probably one of the more like comprehensive apps mm-hmm. for parents. Now it is, it is, you're invading their privacy. I mean, it's, 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 yeah. it's pretty intense, but depending on the age of your child yes, right, and depending on maybe they've had some real serious struggles or hiccups and you're not going to take technology away right at this point, we're not going to live in a technology free world, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we, we might need to regulate it more aggressively from time to time. To, to help it stay a positive tool in our kids' hands yeah. instead of, instead of a, a detrimental one. Yeah, and I love what you said about yes and, because if, and it's a dance, but if we can figure out how to put those parameters in, right? Like we said, like I was saying at the beginning, you have to, you get more responsibility the more you just, it's not you're a good kid or a bad kid. It's not that. It's as you learn, you're developing your skills, you learn your um, self-discipline, yep. those types of things, you get more responsibility, yep. but it's always great to have accountability. I mean, even adults, we just right. get sucked in too. Yeah. Um, but if we can balance those parameters with also encouraging and explaining to the kids why we, we are doing that, because they understand some of the risks and pitfalls that we get sucked into, it can be less of a battle and less right. like parents are just invading my privacy. Right. It's, oh, I understand because I'm learning how to use this sharp knife to cut right. my vegetables and I right. could cut myself. I have an example, personal example, like last week, um, we had, uh, Sam has a men's group that comes over and they meet in the living room. And usually during that time, we'll say, okay, kids, like after you get all get ready for bed, like uh, you can watch a little bit of iPad. So the kids were in their room, they went to iPad and I was like doing work and, um, then the next thing I notice, I'm like in my zone, I'm working. And I notice, I'm like, oh, I hear the guys getting ready to leave. And I was like, kind of confused because usually when they get ready to leave, it's like 10, 1030. And then I was like, I feel like something's missing. Like what's happening? And I was like, wait, where are my kids? So I like <laughs> run into their room and we, all three of us just look at each other, my two daughters and I were like, wait, what happened? Like, what time is it? What's going on? We all completely lost track of time. They totally got sucked into whatever they were watching. And in their minds, they said, oh, well, we, we thought you would come get us. Right. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, I probably should have. But also, <laughs> I thought you would come to me because normally they have like a, you know, 830, 830 right. bedtime routine. Um, and it could have been very easy as a parent at that moment to just be like, hey, guys, like, you can't do that. You can't watch TV till like 1030 at night and just kind of shove the blame on them because I'm like feeling like, oh, I failed too. But we had a really good debrief where it was like, wow, this is a real good example of technology can just suck you in. Yep. And you think you're in control of it, but it can take over whatever decision you wanted to make and and uh, blind it. And so we were able to say, okay, well, what do we do next time? 
one, we acknowledge that that is a pitfall of technology. And two, she's, you know, so the daughters were, my daughters were coming up with things like, okay, we'll set an alarm next time. And I was like, I should probably set an alarm next time because it's just very easy to get sucked in. And that's one example of watching TV. It's yeah. a, a pretty harmless right. example in the grand scheme of things, but just applying that concept of doing that teamwork with your kids yeah. of talking through yeah. This is why we're setting up these parameters. Right. This is right. why I'm, you know, looking at this Bark yeah. app because it's not about trusting you or you're a good kid or you're a bad kid. Is we we have this pretty fancy, potentially deadly tool yep. in our hands and yep. we want to be able to be responsible right. and treat it right so that you don't get yep. harmed and there's max benefit yep. to it. And I think there's parents, there's the opportunity to do the hard work on the front end to get some kind of habits in place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know parents who have a basket and the cell phone goes in the basket. As soon as the kids come home from school, it goes in the basket and it doesn't come out of the basket until homework's done. Mm. Now I'm pretty sure that those teenagers thought about that. Right. They, they pushed back on that. Um, but the parents said, no, that's worth a fight because they need some uninterrupted, like, just downtime yes. from text messages and social media and they need to do their homework. And what that's instilling though, is now there's a habit mm -hmm. of it's okay to not have my phone at my hip all the time. Right. Um, I know families who the, the, they, they don't allow their cell phones in the bedroom when, when it's bedtime, you can be on your cell phone as much as you want. We're just hanging out doing family stuff around the house. But when it's time to get ready for bed and you go into your bedroom, the cell phone stays outside Yeah. because we, we want you to take a break from it. And there's actually a lot of science around that too. Like your, um, the, your bedtime routine and your, your mental hygiene and how much screens hurt, yeah. hurt your ability to sleep. Right, and right. a lot of people say, Hey, get off all screens, TVs, iPads, computers, everything about a half hour before you're going to go to bed because to physically wind just down. to physically yeah. wind down. Um, so those are some examples of just like, hey, it's okay to make some tough decisions early on and you're setting sort of the habit mm -hmm. or you're setting sort of the the standard of, hey, in our house with the Johnstons or the Yoons or the Reeds, this is this is how we navigate and this is some parameters around our technology. I love what you said about help having them help come up mm -hmm. with the guidelines. Producer Chris, if um, if you're a parent, you're going, how, how do I see some examples of guidelines on, you can go to onpurposeparents.com yeah. Onpurposeparents.com and like the second box on that screen says resources. And if you click on resources, there's right there, there's a thing that says um, technology uh, agreement, te technology right? agreement. Yeah. It's really cool. And it's really cool. Now, you might not want to just hand that you could as written. It's really good. But you might use it as a springboard and say to your your children, yes, I hey, love that. we're going to make an agreement that we're both going to sign. So what do you think should be some parameters? What should be some things we agree to for this privilege? Because it is a privilege. You don't, nobody has the right to a cell phone. It's a privilege. What are some things we can agree on and maybe draft that agreement together? Mm -hmm. And what's great about that is then when you have to, when you have to get tough, you can say, gosh, I'm kind of surprised you chose to break the agreement because I know how important the cell phone is, which is why I'm kind of surprised that you chose to have it in your bedroom after after bedtime. Right. Yeah. When we agree that that wasn't acceptable or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. 
um, just just one idea if you're looking for a way to draft yeah. some stuff together. Right. And it can help set up expectations, like you were saying, like if expectations are broken, there's an understanding of, okay, this is what the natural consequence is. But really, again, for me, and I just, I think this is so important, is you're building in with your kids while they're with you, practice of thinking on their own and thinking critically. And I think sometimes we're afraid to ask them. It's like, okay, well, what do you think it should be? It doesn't mean we concede power as parents. Like if they're like, well, thanks mom for asking. I'd really like to eat ice cream for dinner every day and be on my cell phone and get to watch TV and skip school. And we'll be like, well, thank you so much for your feedback. Thanks for your input. (laughs) Thanks for your input. And in fact, we're not going to do that. Right. But I mean, so, so just by asking the question doesn't mean you're conceding power, but you are like throwing it on them instead of them being like, oh, well, dad said no, mom said no. It's like, well, here's what we're wrestling with. Well, what do you think? And then you can yeah. see what their answer is. And if their answer is not so bad or they're coming up with a compromise that you think is reasonable, then maybe you empower them. It's like, okay, let's, let's do that. Right. But if it's still a little wonky, then we could say, well, here, here's what we'll do for now. <laughs> And we'll, yeah. we'll try it again, but just building that skill is great. And that tool, I think, um, being proactive, Kurt, I think is huge as parents not to ab- abdicate, abdicate. Ab- no, no, no. What is the word? Abdicate. Is it abdicate? <laughs> we need the, the dictionary. You mean like, is it, is like it there when, an abfucate? When is the it? king abdicate, abdicates his throne? Yeah. When you just kind of are like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody, Jeez. some listener, please, you know, who knows their you words know who, better, tell you know us. who would know? Who? Joe Rogan. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he would know. Or he'd have a guest on. You don't day. just hand off. You don't, you don't, you don't vacate. Yes. You don't just abandon. say, well, like, <clears throat> like you were saying before, I just trust my child. And because I trust my child, they'll, they'll figure it out. And I trust them. I don't want to invade their privacy. So um, one of my last point was to really be proactive about educating them about the risks and about good online behavior. And this is to your point, Kurt, there is a real risk with this tool of technology. And just like you can get burned on a stove, you can get burned with technology. And that stat is really scary about, you know, rates of depression, especially with girls, teenage girls shooting up with things like social media. We have online safety issues, cyberbullying. I think it's really important to not have that concept be learned from outside factors if you can have the opportunity to share them with your kids and be a voice. So Mm. I found this research survey by Pew, Mm -hmm. and it found that 59% of teens have personally experienced at least one of six types of abusive online behavior. And so these could be things like offensive name calling or spreading of false rumors or receiving explicit images that they didn't ask for. So there's all these different types of things that could happen in the online world. Um, and they also did, this is just interesting. It was like, where are people, people cyber bullied? And Instagram was actually the highest hmm. followed by Facebook. And then there was Snapchat. And so my point is not to like rag on any of these social media platforms or vilify any of them, but it is important as parents to be educated and right. to be informed and then talk to your kids about it. And one of the things that I was reading about was you should define and t- and describe what cyberbullying, for example, I'll use cyberbullying um, as the topic, what it is so that your kids can actually recognize it when it happens. 
And so hopefully it doesn't happen to them. But if they do, or if, if it does happen to them or they see it, they know what's happening. So because as a teenager, you're experiencing so many things for the first time. You don't know what's normal, what's not normal. You might feel uncomfortable, but is this like, okay, uncomfortable? Or is this like right. a, so by having a parental voice that says, this is actually not okay. If this happens to you, you need to come tell me or tell someone, you know, that you trust. Um, and it really makes a difference, I think, to have that clarity and standard spoken to by the parents from the get-go. One of the things uh, that I read that was interesting was to encourage your kids to come talk to you and that and assure them that they won't lose privileges. Because mm. one of the stats is kids sometimes don't come to parents because they fear that somehow they're yep. going to get punished right. and they'll lose technology yep. privileges. Yep. If I show my mom what this person said about me on Instagram, yeah. she's going to take my phone away. Right. So it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. And, and that's something as pr parents, we'll have to grapple with ourselves too. Cause part of us might be like, that's it. Cut technology off forever. We're going to kind of live in a cave, but, um, <laughs> but if you want your child to talk to you about something that's happening online, that's not safe yeah. or, uh, you know, just not safe, you'll want to assure them they're not going to get punished. Right. And so talk to me. That's yeah. the number pri one priority is that yeah. we have communication. Yeah, that's good. Um, as we wrap up, um, uh, when we sat down, we each had these three or four very clean bullet points. <laughs> this is such a nuanced conversation that yeah. we're just kind of talking around it. And hopefully mm -hmm. parents, as you're listening, you're going, oh, that's a nugget. That's a nugget. Oh, that makes sense. Um, one last thought is, and I think this is more than just technology, but the idea of with certain purchases, mm -hmm. a, a car, an e-bike. Mm -hmm. a cell phone. Um, chances are not every parent, but a lot of parents are paying for the cell phone. Mm -hmm. They bought the cell phone and they're paying the monthly payment, um, the, the, for the service. A lot of parent, mo I don't, I suppose I see so many junior hires on e-bikes. I don't think that many junior hires dropped 2,500 bucks of their <laughs> own money, right? Mom and dad got it because it's convenient and there's upsides to it, to an e-bike first cars, a whole lot of parents pay for the first car. One thing to think about would be the, the bigger the expense and the more consequence, if it gets squirrely, you might parents not want to say, Hey, we bought this for you. Mm -hmm. We're giving you this. Hey, here, here is your cell phone. Here is your e-bike. Here is your first car. You 16 year old, right? Instead, maybe consider saying, Hey, we bought this, but it's, 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 we're letting you use it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're, we're, we're letting you borrow it. Mm -hmm. Nobody else in the family is going to borrow it. You get to borrow it, but, but we bought it. We own it. And that way, when, if, and when there's a time mm -hmm. where you feel like I have to take that cell phone away, mm -hmm. you're not taking away your teenager's cell phone. You're just saying, you know what? Remember it, uh, we, we bought it and we were letting you utilize it. And you've shown us that for this season, you're not, you're not handling our property the way that you should. Right. right? Yeah. Hey, it's a know, tool that might be a little bit too big for yep, you right yep. now. It's, yeah. it's, it's not your e-bike. Mm -hmm. We let you use it, but it's our e-bike that we've kind of assigned to you to use. Right. But man, you're showing us that you never wear your helmet. You're zipping around, running old ladies over. We're getting phone calls from people. The neighbors saying <laughs> you're riding your e-bike through their flower beds. <laughs> like we're going to, we're going to we're going to take back our e-bike right. for a little while. Yeah. You can't do that. That's my, no, it's, it's not my, it's not your yeah. e-bike. We, it's ours. 
Um, anyway, just, just maybe just mm-hmm. a little tweak in the parenting strategy so that if you have to have the tough conversation, um, you're just re- you relinquished a little bit of control of your property. Now you're taking it back for, right. a, for, a, for right. a season. Yeah. Um, That's good. Wow. My, oh, my, oh, my. There's a lot mm-hmm. to this. Here's what I would wrap it up with, you guys. And I'll go back to what Grace started with. Technology is an awesome tool. It is. We're not going backwards. We're not, we're not advocating. Is that okay? Wait, no, 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 I'm using, no, I'm using, no, but I'm using advocating. Oh, you, okay. You did mean to say advocating. (laughs) We're not advocating. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Having no technology. Right. We're pro technology. The the benefits are amazing. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. Help, help your kids, help your teenagers, help your, your adolescents, you learn how to use the tool properly, have conversations around the tool, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have guidelines, agreed upon guidelines around the tool, and be willing to have some consequences and a little bit of pain when things get out of control and you need to dial it back. And if yeah. you can just kind of hold on to those thoughts, parents, I think that might help you as you navigate the ever-changing world of technology. Real quick, before we sign off, if you're watching us on YouTube, right there, right up there on the screen is a recommended um, episode of ours. Right below that is where you can click and see all of our podcasts. And right here, if you want to subscribe, <laughs> you can hit subscribe. Yeah, That will push, I don't even know how subscriptions work. We push it into the just smash in, it. Just, just smash it. Smash it. it. You know, smash it. Like it. In the in the show notes, yeah. we're gonna put uh, a link to Bark. Uh huh. Okay, Perfect. so we'll put a link there. Awesome. And then you had a buddy that wrote a book. Yeah, but I I don't know what it's called right now. Okay, <laughs> oh, I'll find buddy. that yeah, we'll out. Find that it. might be in there. It, it, it's also. Actually, yes, it's a very easy read helping your teenagers navigate technology. It's then, old though. It's seven or eight years old, which means oh my gosh, it might be outdated already. Yeah, I mean it's talking about MySpace and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yes, there. it's talking about how long should the cord <laughs> on your phone be? Should you should you let your teenager carry the phone from the wall <laughs> to his bedroom? <laughs> hey, we're gonna put our resource in there, a link for our resource, and also we have a blog post that's in there that'll be helpful too. Amazing. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time around. Bye Bye, guys. Bye everybody.